gentlemen, we're in for an incredible night. Oh, we're taking it up a notch. I feel like 2024 is a bit of a, a weird one. Like everyone seems to be quiet. Preparing for the new year ahead. This is why I've got James Jebson Photography, because he's like an expert in this. For one month, five posts a week, and see the difference. It's going to improve your presence within the industry. The moment you start posting like that on social media, everyone goes, God, he's really busy, isn't he? Mm -hmm. You know when I'm busy, when I go quiet. Every supplier has got access to professional content. No excuses. You can sit on the toilet and message the photographer that you work with on Saturday and go, have you got a link to your gallery? Six months later, I'm then photographing first team plays for Man United, which then triggered obviously a massive thing in my commercial thing. If you are too busy, I'd be chucking on 500 quid onto you and not doing a hundred, I'll put it up by 150 quid. It's 500 quid increments. It's, oh, yeah, it's yeah, that yeah, straightforward. Sure. Hey, be sure you stick around because we're only getting warmed up. But, it's been a game changer, genuinely. And I know that gets used a lot, game changing, but it is. I've not even put my camera back down yet and people like me. Yeah, I'm yeah. on a winner. Let's go. Good afternoon, guys. Afternoon or maybe morning. Could be the evening, who knows. But welcome to another podcast of Think Wedding Business with our good friend, Mr. James Jepson. I'm just going to put his name straight out there. Boom. James Jepson. So today's topic, uh, we're going to straight into it today, Matt, I think. Yeah, today's topic is all about Preparing for the new year ahead, and time of year now, we're just about to come into December, and it's good practice. What do you do at the very end of the year, but then what are you doing next year to plan for your year of weddings, your marketing strategy, your plans, little tips and tricks, best practices. This is why I've got James, because he's like an expert in this. Uh, James Jebson Photography and many other things. Welcome to the thank podcast. You, thank you, thank you, thank Welcome, you. Welcome, James. Hi. Hi. Hi, Adam. Well, this, Hi. This is, there's a reason that we've got you on today because we worked together two, three weeks ago. Yeah. And we were on the break during the meal on the wedding and we were chatting about next year and how it's looking, bookings, inquiries, etc. And we got chatting about a couple of different things. And there was a couple of things specifically that, that we'll, t we'll touch on that I took away from that conversation. Nice. like. He's really fired me up. I'm going to go home and do That's that. Good. Right. Uh, so I thought that would be great to share with the podcast, the, the listeners, um, and just kind of, I mean, because I mean, you've been smashing it for years and you're very good at this sort of thing. So thank you. It'd be good to get your insights. Yeah. On yeah. Kind of your, what you do annually, but also this year particularly, because I feel like 2024 is a bit of a, it's a weird one. Like everyone seems to be quiet on inquiries and bookings for next year. And it's like the same conversations with everyone I've spoken to. Yeah. Oh, I don't know about next year. How are you doing for next year? And everyone seems to be a bit down on inquiries. Mm. I, I am personally. Yeah, 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 bookings definitely. are fine. It's just inquiries is kind of getting a bit more sporadic. And I think it may be. Like people are less stuff. committal. And yeah, after all the COVID stuff, where well, 2022 and, and probably this year, everybody was like massively crammed in tons and tons and tons of work. It just seems to be balancing out a little bit, I think, now. Maybe think people are getting so. a little bit shit and not got as many bookings Also, in. do you, do you go helpful like that? Or do you, do you look at it and go, actually, well, maybe I don't want to. Maybe I want to look at other things. And you've got loads of different arms to your your business is because mm, you do commercial yeah, work you do yeah. social media management and stuff yeah. so it's leaning into those as well um but so what like f to start off 2024 how's yours looking it's um it, it's quiet um yeah i mean it's like like how we just touched on in that um i think it's based around still that weird knock-on effect and i know we still talk about covid years on but you know people weren't going out dating they weren't starting the relationships that two three years they'd then be getting engaged so, I mean, 2025, 20, busy, 26, loads of bookings already, which, you know, I don't normally do 
I, I normally kind of do your two year max of being able to book. Yeah. Um, but yeah, next year is quieter um, than, than for me. I'm still looking at like the 30 odd bookings, which is kind of really, really comfortable for me. Um, but I'm not personally worried because of the other avenues that I've got to, to earn money, particularly, mm. you know, and particularly photographers and videographers, we've got such an open market to be able to be earning if we wanted to, if we wanted to do stuff outside weddings. Some people want to stick sure. to weddings and that's totally cool and, and that's a, a great thing to do, but there are other avenues that people can go down. It is great, but then if it does start to slow up, you, you either go, you lean into that and go, what can I do to push more weddings? Or you go the other way and go, well, maybe I do need to, whether you want to or not, maybe you do need to look at other I've, I've always done it. And the reason I've always done it is I'm not a very good creature of routine. I get bored really easily. If I'm doing the same thing over and over mm -hmm. again, then I'll just lose interest. And being able to do different things in the week, and obviously each wedding is different in its own way, but there is an element of the same structure within there. So I think personally, from my perspective, I'd be, wouldn't be doing weddings now if I was just doing that from the beginning of my career. The commercial element lets me hone particular skills that I then use on weddings as well. So, you know, if a wedding photographer does one wedding a week and I do one wedding a week, but then I've got commercial work in the week as well, then my Keeps standard fresh. of works yeah, yeah, going yeah. to increase at a, yeah. at a higher rate just through, you know, repetition. being repetitive. Yeah, repetition, sense. exactly yeah. that. So for me, it makes sense to keep honing those skills through the week to then be able to level up your work yeah. for the for the weddings as and well also like god forbid that another covid tax thing happened but mm. like i think we all learned that you can't just rely on one thing no and it, it just makes sense to have multiple income streams i think that's it? i think this is, we can touch on this in a bit i think it's <clears throat> it's so important now i think a lot of people have learned from that experience and think yeah we need to do some some extra things some mm. different sort of di diversion if you like yeah from what i'm doing but let's pull it back to weddings yeah it's coming up to the end of the year okay well, before what? we go on to that, because this is oh, one of the on. things that that got me from that conversation we that had hooked that, you. that got me a couple of weeks ago was um, that 2024 particularly, you've got that period of couples meeting yeah. after lockdown uh, and then getting together and then getting engaged and then moving, you know, and that, that few years. So in 2025, 2026, that is the trajectory of people that have met after COVID mm. are then going to finally be getting to yeah. that stage. Do you think that's a real thing? A hundred percent. I really do. I really it, it really struck it me that. I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, because I, there was obviously loads of breakups in COVID mm. times and lockdown and, and loads of, and nobody could meet. So then afterwards, then they, then they started to meet and go out. And then I, when you said that, I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. I had one of my couples split up during COVID, i got to say, and I chatted to the bride and I, I said, uh, what, what happened? You know, she said, well, we had all this I time to together. Yeah. <laughs> we had all this time together. Honestly, shouldn't laugh, this, shouldn't laugh. This is a true story. I had all this time together. I remember just lying next to him in bed one night and just the fact he was breathing was annoying me. <laughs> well, there you go. That's <laughs> got to like, be a big Whoa. indicator. <laughs> I, I mean, it, 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 you look at it from a personal perspective, Beth and I, we met, I mean, we were friends for a long time, but we only started dating probably six months. It's a bit dubious when I believe our first date was and when she believes our first <laughs> date was, but well, that's a different story. But probably about six months before lockdown. Yeah. Um, and like you say, that either then accelerates that process because you're just really getting oh, to know each break, other. Yeah. yeah, and we're getting married in six months. So it's kind of, you've either got that or the other way, like you but said. Also, I know there'll be a lot of people listening <laughs> <laughs> that uh, 
there'll be people listening that will be worried about next year because all they're hearing from all their f- supplier friends in the network is, yeah, I'm quiet too. Yeah, next year is looking a bit worried. Yeah, but it's but, a great you know, opportunity. It's a bit reassuring isn't it? for me that maybe that is an outlier and yeah. maybe the year after will be back to normal and maybe don't need to worry too much. And people might rest on the laurels that they might think, oh, it's across the board, everybody's saying it's quiet next year. So let's just accept that. But Yeah, which you shouldn't do either. You yeah. shouldn't do. It's like, it's like James just said, then it's an opportunity, isn't it? I so I, I want to pull it yeah. back to that question then. Yeah. We're going into everybody's saying it's a quiet year. Well, let's just take it from here then. From from now to December, then going into next year, what what are you doing? What is, what is, is it, what would you, some good advice for people who are wanting to maybe kickstart their year next year, yeah. create more bookings, that help with the marketing. Yeah. What things are you doing? What's good practice? I, I mean, for, for me, it's a, it's a great opportunity and it's something that I'm going to be doing personally of really structuring the, your marketing processes from what platforms you're on to how often you're posting and what are you posting, what are your target uh, couples. And it gives you that bit of breathing room because traditionally we kind of, particularly within photography, um, we're then catching up with our editing throughout autumn and winter. Then we've got loads of bookings coming in through January. Then February kind of is the breather. And then boom, we're away yeah. again in March. So we don't have that breathing space. So this is potentially... You, think, you always think you're going to, but you And never you don't. Actually... So this is a prime opportunity next year to, to take that time. And I'm really one for structure. You know, like you say, having multiple businesses, it's key to having structure and there's certain tools and techniques that I'll talk about that help, you know, build those boundaries that you're not working. I was a, a killer for working until 3am every single night. And I'm not exaggerating with that, as you know. Um, I do know yeah. Yes. But now I don't want to do that because I want to spend time with my kids and I want to do all those kind of amazing things that life gives me as well. Um, so structuring everything from the point of view of going, right, well, I'm, do you know what? I'm going to commit to posting five times a week and I'm going to post on Facebook, Instagram, at least five times a week. I'm going to look at another avenue, whether that be TikTok or whatever it may be. But I'm going to commit to that for throughout January or throughout February. And only doing it in small chunks, not going, well, I'm going to do that for the entire year. Going, right, January, I've got a good hit in January. For one month, five posts a week. And see the difference in your business after that one month. Mm. And I guarantee it's going to improve your presence within the industry, will skyrocket as well as the recommendations. The moment you start posting like that on social media, everyone goes, God, he's really busy, isn't he? He's really busy. <laughs> you know when I'm busy, when I go quiet, it's the opposite way around. So it's time. a bit of a yeah, weird thing, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. So when I'm posting a lot, you know, oh, he's going to quite over there funny and but it's an ideal time to do it and get yourself out there you know it's an opportunity to rebrand if your branding's been the same for the last three years i'm saying rebrand 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 regularly yeah. look at nike how many logos they've had <laughs> like do you know what i mean it's a great opportunity to drive traffic to drive look what i've done and yeah. drive people to your business get a fresh logo doesn't fresh need to be a new paint. website but refresh the website get some fresh images on there change the, the the text in there use your opportunity where you're not as busy to change how people perceive you you know i've upped my prices again even though i'm quieter for next year the prices have gone up yeah and it the the everything visually needs to reflect what i'm now asking my couples for yeah. So that starts off with the branding, with the logo, with the website and everything. So 2024, albeit is not going to be a, as busy as as a year to shoot, if I can say that sentence in one go. Um, but 
it does allow you to really polish your business to make it even more successful moving forward through 25 yeah if you've got those like five posts a week mm. do you bulk get them ready in advance or do you just kind of go you go can do it again it, it's about what easy works for us because we've got that content as part of our service anyway like, yeah it's different for you I have a little bit because you know I take my camera with me or to all my weddings yeah, so yeah, I do yeah. get little clips um, so I, I get a bit of stuff but again within the industry you everybody's working with professional content creators yeah so even as a, a as a, an amazing singer and entertainer going back to the old school of going Howard knows a hundred percent that when I work with him, he's going to get a gallery of images yeah. and he can pick what works for his brand. There's certain images that he won't want to use and that's cool. And I know there's certain elements yeah. where the mics in other people's faces, you don't necessarily use that a lot. Whereas there'll be other ones where it's a reaction of somebody that doesn't, that tells a story that something's going on yeah. that doesn't give anything away for other couples or other weddings down the line. So yeah. I know that certain ones you're going to pick. And Yeah, for me, it's always about I always try and take it away from myself because this is a big thing that I learned many years ago because I, I, when I first started, my website was all about me and how cool I am and look how good I am at singing. And it was all a load of big-headed kind of egotistical kind of marketing, if you like, with my website. But then I just completely flipped it because it's not about me. It's about the people in the mm. room. It's about the bride. Yeah. And I'm selling the experience. So I want to pick those images that shows a great atmosphere in the room rather than me stood there looking cool with my yeah, mic. Do you exactly. know what I mean? So it, 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 from the precedent that... Every single supplier that's there, from makeup artist hair in the morning to Ollie and Susie uh, bringing the uh, the light up letters or whatever they've kind of got going on, every supplier has got access to professional content. Mm. So there's no excuses of not having content, and it's the easiest content because you don't even have to shoot it. You're literally downloading it and you're tagging the supplier in. So that is the winning combination. You can sit on the toilet and message the photographer that you work with on Saturday and go, have you got a link to your gallery? Because all photographers use online galleries now. Mm. So mm. they can literally copy and paste that gallery link. They want you to share the images. Gone are the days of going, well, it'll cost you three quid or whatever people used to charge for yeah, copyright them. use or whatever that kind of days. stuff. Yeah, but you're going to get tagged in it, aren't you? And you're going to get tagged in it. So photographers should be, and again, it's another great exercise in January as a photographer going, right, what weddings did I do last year? I was at Bartle Hall six times. I'm going to get all six galleries lined up in an email, introduce myself. Here's some galleries. Use those images if you want. They're all yours. I'd love to shoot. But you're not even asking to be recommended because it happens organically because you're sending more images. They're mm. going to post more images of yours, which means you're kind of getting recommended anyway without asking to be recommended. <laughs> this is why I always say I think we're in the best business because you can sell yourself without selling yourself. 100%. There's never a hard sell. It's just... It's just doing stuff, isn't it? Yeah. That's brilliant, that. I love that. You've worked, say you've worked at Ball six times, you're sending them all their galleries, and they're going to cherry pick what images they exactly. want to use. And that is a venue that Perfect. you want to hit because it's down the road and it's, it gets great weddings. And it's a great, it's an yeah. exclusive venue that has both a house and a barn. So you've got very different couples. You've got high end couples there as well. It, it, for me, you know, and it, and it's just somewhere I want to be. So if I want to be there, and I enjoy being there, the staff are great, they I look do. after you. Love it. And so I'm like, I want to shoot there more. So here's some galleries. It's identifying where you are within your career. You may want to be everywhere, and that's totally cool. So send galleries everywhere. You may be at a point where you're like, well, actually, I know where I like and I know where I don't like, so I'm going to send galleries to the people I do want to work at. But the main thing is all suppliers have access to content. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that they don't have to shoot. Yeah, it's it's amazing to me how many people go. Oh yeah, I know I should post more, but I just don't know what to post. 
Post anything, man. <laughs> post anything. And it, like, we got a lot of our students are saying that, weren't yeah, they? I, I think just we're getting a list fun. of things they can post. It's yeah. like, but I like, I mean, obviously the visuals look great and photos look great, but mixing it up with, with some videos and then with some text and with some written posts that you screenshot. Like there was, um, I was speaking to a videographer the other day who was, gets Google reviews, but then doesn't know, he wants to share them on socials, doesn't, he was like, yeah, but it's no good for me, them going on Google and reviewing me. Like, I need it on Instagram. And I was like, just, just screenshot it. Screenshot. Put it on Instagram. <laughs> and he was like, oh, I don't know if I can do that. Of course you can do what you want. It, 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 Why it not? Kinda, I do it. It kind of pains me to say it. And I know some people will do, shudder you know, at the thought. Dress it up. But look at Canva. And I know it sounds really crass and crap. And I know graphic designers pull the hair out at it. But from a basic perspective of going, I want to get, I don't, you know, I may use a screenshot, but actually I can copy that text straight off, dump it into Canva, search for five-star reviews and it'll bring up templates. Yeah, yeah. you and can you dress can, them up, look real yeah, nice. Yeah, and right? you can you can upload your logo so it knows your colouring and your branding and it creates your colouring for you. Right? And then you're then copying the text over. So you're getting your post. It will take you potentially a minute and a half to copy the text dump it into Canva, export it as a PNG, and then upload it. Bosh. Let me show you this one. If you're going to do five a, posts a week, that's one of them done. That's one of I, them I done. use a simple one. It's a bit simpler than Canva. Mm. It's, it's that, that's the there thing that go. I did. And that's called Word Swag. And you can upload your images on it. There you, you can, go. You can lighten your images or darken them. You yeah. can put text over the top. Perfect. So Word Swag is a good one for that. There you go. Um, so there's, there's countless... Loads of apps for it. There's loads of yeah, apps. Yeah, there is. But the, the, the basis of where I think... In my opinion, and I know we're digressing a lot from the initial question. I was sorry about that. We'll bring it back to that. Yeah, but the the big thing I'm seeing and feeling at the minute, and particularly because you know I've got an entire business that's based just on social media management for various different clients. What I'm seeing a lot at weddings, particularly this year, is that people understandably are so focused on getting their content on the wedding day that it kind of impacts the wedding day slightly. My thoughts are, do the job really well, If particularly if you're working with a photographer or a videographer that you know and that you've seen the work and you like the work, concentrate on doing the best job possibly, best job possible because your content's taken care yeah, of. You know that you can get it. And there's a mutual benefit of us mm. doing that because mm. I want you to share my images. Yeah, I want yeah. Howie to go, work with Jebson, it was mega, check out these images, love it, perfect. Saves yeah. him a job on the day. And it saves him getting in your shots because he's like, and that's been it. there. There's and that's it. Suppliers yeah. coming in with the phones. I need to get my yeah. content, and it's eating into the day for the couple or for us. Or, and and I get it when people may work with photographers that they don't know and don't trust, so then they're, they're not going to do it. Then I get it. I get it. You want to have control over it. It's a particular wedding that you yeah, want to promote. Sure. However, if you are working with somebody that you know is, you know, if you're working with a a, a Johnny or me or you or the 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 people that you know whose works at a particular standard, then just do the best job possible and the content's taken care of. Do you mm. know what I mean? In my opinion, mm. you know, yeah. I'm sure people disagree with it and going, I'll shoot what I want and all that kind of stuff. But for me, I've seen things very differently when Beth and I have been, you know, um, planning our wedding day. Uh, and and a, as well as seeing all the things on social media of kind of going what you want, I've also seen a lot of stuff of what I don't want as well. And mm. a big thing for me is not wanting that. And I think as with anything, it goes full circle. And I think we're potentially this year, definitely at almost the peak of that kind of 
mindset of going, I need to get my social, I need to get my videos and I need to get and spend all that time doing that. Mm. And I know couples love being on people's Instagram, but I think it'll go potentially full circle on that front cool. where yeah. it doesn't because use the professional images. Well, I think this is a perfect way to bring it back actually, because I was going to ask you more kind of direct stuff because mm. we touched on the socials there. And so for instance, what I used to do, uh, I've not done it for a while actually, probably should, probably should do it again, but there was a good few years where at the end of the year, I'd always go and visit the venues. Yeah, nice. That I really wanted to work at, that I had yeah. great relationships with. I'd take them a Christmas card, I'd take some chocolates and that sort of thing. Anything along them lines that you would still do or you, you can recommend or what's good sort of direct marketing kind of? It, it's a weird one. I think, again, right? I mean, we touched on it before of different stages in your career and it's about identifying where you are within that. It could be a supplier, just to stop it to put it, it could be a supplier. So I used to go and visit suppliers. I know we have the, the networking nights, but I used to go to the house to have coffee with Sam Fitton and yeah, he, yeah. he came here once and brought me a present. Nice. So it's not just the venues, it's other and, things. And so. that's literally where I was. what I was going to say in that, for me, venues within the people that are um, couple-faced, the staff that see those tend to be quite transient within uh, venues, more so than what they used to be. I know that sounds like a back-in-my-day kind you of thing. transient. Do you like that? Fresh take, words on take, the pod, mate. Take that off on the, on the word bingo, will you? Calendar's uh, ticked off there, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I know what you mean. So the, it's hard. The staff it's, that you might be working with, yeah. At various points of your wedding planning, very, can, very few owners operate now. Different. It used to be more owner based, didn't yeah. it? And owner run, should I say? Yeah. But. So for me, the face to face stuff is more suppliers because your suppliers are owner operators and they're not going anywhere. Mm. So the people that you want to work with, that you enjoy working with, and a combination of those, they're the people that you want to see. Like you said yourself, tonight happens to be uh, Andy Murphy's got a, a, his event that he does in, in Manchester. I went to the summer one I can't make tonight. But it was it's a great opportunity to build on those relationships from the people that you've worked with to then get to know properly, which will then just cement those recommendations. Because yeah. it's like the amount of times where either of us where it's like well um, who can you recommend well I can definitely recommend Adam well, we were out actually the other week having a couple of beers and da 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. it just cements yeah. that and it's that time of year Christmas parties and you're quiet mm. so you've got the time to yeah. check in on your, your mates and your network yeah let's, let's so, so yeah. from a from a venue perspective I feel now is the hardest time I've ever known yeah. to build a rapport with a venue now uh, it's really difficult because of the transient uh, well, this, changes. This is what staff. I've always experienced in in my career the last five six years. Uh, any coordinator or you know event manager that I get to know at a venue, yeah, I can go back six months later and they're not there anymore. It's yeah. someone else, and then yeah. all of a sudden you're starting from scratch. Yeah, and which is which is not, okay. Not always. Sometimes they go, oh, I know you're on our list, and we've not met, and and you can yeah. reforge it. But sometimes it just goes out the window, and they've already got their favourites. And we've had it a number of times where a particular um, wedding coordinator who you built a rapport with at one venue moves to probably another venue, and then you're getting recommended there, yeah, which is great. Which is great. Mm. Which is perfect. But it's not. I've again, it's just a personal thing that I've found that that's not really happening as much anymore. Um, and supply is a key for me. The majority I looked at before coming on as a bit of prep. I kind of looked at where my weddings are, where my weddings are coming from, and kind of how many I've done, which kind of blew my mind as well. Uh, but the majority of where mine come from now are recommendations from predominantly other couples or their family members. I have a lot of mums that book me because I did 
the yeah. sister's wedding and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. And and yeah. Yeah. the 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 first wedding we did, which I remember like it was yesterday, Kirsty and Wayne Cropper. Was um, that our first one? That was our first Beast wedding together. Manor. Beast and Manor, great memory. I had a total of eight weddings from that one wedding. So there was one wedding where I had a photo with all my couples, past, present and future. And it was like, yes, like a footy team. Um, and that's where it comes from. And it comes from, like I touched on before, of focusing, instead of focusing on getting that video or the snap or the whatever it is, which yeah. I know works for a lot of suppliers, for me, it's just about doing the best job possible for that couple, mm. knowing that they're at a stage in their life where we all went through it, don't we? Everyone's getting married for the next three, five yeah. years or whatever. Or everyone's then, you then go to christenings constantly for the yeah. next few years and yeah. all that kind of stuff. That's life. So I think there's a lot to be said. We can all focus on selfies and, and visiting suppliers, but just doing the most incredible job for your couples mm. with a great follow-up process. And, you know, I literally bumped into a couple of mine the other week that um, I first shot a sister's wedding at Blenheim Palace years ago. I then shot her wedding um, a couple of years ago and they've then moved to round the corner from where we live and we're organizing going for dinner that's genuinely how it happens i'm yeah. still mates with kirsty and wayne yeah. do you know what i mean that's for me it's about investing in we, we put so much focus on big numbers of weddings how many are you doing this year i'm doing a thousand oh yeah that's incredible you're smashing it i'd rather do 35 and put all that time and effort in yeah. charge a little bit more and enjoy it and not be run ragged whereas the old me if you'd have, if I'd have been on this podcast, probably pre-COVID, I'd have been like, "If you're not doing 55, you're a pussy. You need to <laughs> okay, come on. What are you doing?" Um, and and that was it. Whereas, yeah. like we say, stages in my career, I'm now at a point of going, "Well, what do 35 solid, Changes, amazing weddings?" I'm exactly the same now. To be, I used to do over 100, 100 gigs a year. At one yeah, time. I remember. Now I do 30 weddings. Yeah, now. and I was known um, for in the video world doing a lot. And everyone yeah, was were. like, you're mental. Like, how do you keep up with but that? And I was sure. like, yeah, but I, that's how you start. It was fine. Yeah, I was that point. young and single and I was, I was exactly doing it that. all the time. Exactly. And that. now I've got kids, I've, a kid and another one on the way. And, you know, life changes and I Absolutely. want to, I want to do less because I want to be at that's home. That's part of it when you Just, start, isn't it? You've got to really put yourself oh, out there. And cheaper gigs, free gigs sometimes. Yeah, 100%. And then you just really build your name within the industry. And then you can start to pull things back Net a little wide. bit. And then but, slowly, totally, yeah. Um, but then you can hone it in where the venues where you want to work for the right clients. Um, yeah. Interesting though about the venues and not not being the focus anymore. For, for you me and, personally, yeah. I, I, listen, and I say this anytime I speak on anything, there's a hundred different ways to achieve year. something. Yeah, and and like I say, we did a, an interview uh, for your YouTube channel, didn't we? However many years ago, and I yeah. bet if we put that mirroring together, yeah. it's a very different message. Mm. You know, the industry changes. But something I've always talked about, and I've talked about it a lot, is about finding your why. And it sounds really cheesy and like a really cheesy motivational thing. Simon Sinek. It could be. I don't <laughs> even know. It could be anyone. Gary Vee, whoever it knows. It was Simon Sinek. Yeah. Was it yeah. Simon Sinek? So finding your why is key. So it's like you just touched on of having kids at the minute. Like for me, I've got a little girl who's 10 years old. I've got a little boy who's about to turn nine. I've got like, what, two, three more summers? where they're arguing over who's holding my hand and where they want to hang out with me mm. before they want to hang out with the mates. So mm. I'm like, I've got three summers, man. Like, w I, I, William's just turned 13. It's like, it's like, who is this person in my house? That's what I keep being warned about, <laughs> yeah. So still, for, still there, yeah. there's, there's new elements. So, so for me, I'm still as hungry and I still adore what I do, but I'm also very conscious of the fact I've got two little humans that are everything to me that, that, spending my time with them 
is as important. If yeah, not and you're in a great place in your career where you can create that balance for yourself now. Yeah, whereas old me, like I say, it was selfie videos on Instagram at 3am mm. going, I'm killing it. I'm just mm. done twice the working day than any other photographer. Let's go. Any more prep advice for next year? Then? Um, can, can I ask, you mentioned prices increase. Yes. Um, so this is something that I look at myself every yeah. every year around January. I'm like, oh, prices, I wonder if I should put them up this year. Mm -hmm. what, what, what's your threshold for going, yeah, I'm going to put them up? Or in what, what in factors what, how much at? or factors? So factors for me are... Um, what, You'd have to divulge how much, but just in, no, in what, terms of do what, I do it? What, what's do your I theory behind change? when uh, you would do it? My, my theory behind uh, when you should do it, in, in, in my opinion, is when you feel like you're too busy. If you're too busy, then you're not charging enough. Mm -hmm. You should be at a point where you're busy, but you could do a bit more. And then that means you've still got the hunger to be chasing it a little bit. So if you are too busy, I'd be chucking on 500 quid onto you and not doing 100, I'll put it up by 150 quid. It's 500 quid increments. It's, oh, yeah. it's yeah, that straightforward, sure. in my opinion, again. And, you know, it's then putting your prices up, but then justifying it with what you're putting out there within your marketing. So like you say, polished website, polished branding, reviews coming out there, being talked about a lot because you're posting a lot on social. So it's like, he's firing at the minute. This It's absolutely killing it. Look, I'm just going to nip on his website. It's looking all shiny and new and you, the logo's and looking the, on fire. The price reflects that. Exactly yeah. that. Look at exactly. the clients he's doing their weddings for. Exactly and We want to be in that club. Yeah. yeah. But a polished pricing guide, you know, a digital brochure that looks really polished and... and you know, again, referring back to the stage I'm at in my life of, of planning our wedding, you know, seeing the differences from genuine inquiries that I sent to people, getting no responses, getting some responses, getting weird responses, <laughs> getting a bit too arrogant responses and then underplaying it responses. And, and our industry is very unique in so how, how diverse people charge for what's classed as the same job. You know, there's not many industries that, that range from 500 quid to, we got quoted 12,500 pounds by a photographer. So, yeah. it, it, and it varies. Wow. And she was justifying it, man. She was like, well, this is what you get. And if she does six of them a year, fair play to her and that's it. But, it, it, you know, there's people like, I can guarantee, <laughs> I think I showed you the screenshot, she's charging 12,500 grand, fair play. But I also know people that pop up on my Facebook of going, we're doing special offers at 400 quid and you get a mm. million pictures and all that kind of stuff. Isn't it funny? It's there's, so strange. Oh, so many ways what a bizarre it, industry we're there, in. But, but yeah. from a pricing perspective, identify how busy you are. If you feel too busy or a little bit overwhelmed, straight away add 500 pounds onto your uh, elements, but also consider what marketing and what outside impression you're giving clients. Yeah, so be mindful that if you're going to put your prices up to a certain amount, you you potentially getting into a different level of branding. And yes. Yeah, everything's got to be on point. It's all got to be congruent, well, hasn't it? Well, yeah. I, I, I've congruent. got a note. Oh my God. I was going to ask you about your wedding planning. Globule. What? My wedding, yes. Your, your wedding planning. Yes. Um, so, because I've had this, because I'm planning mine, and I, and I remember seeing your spreadsheet of yeah. the suppliers that you inquire with. And yeah, what their response Prices and what did, they'd offered and whether they'd responded. or Definitely. But I then had my own experience. Same thing. You know, some people responded brilliantly and some people completely didn't reply and some people were a bit a bit miffed off with yeah rude and it, yeah, yeah. it was eye-opening um has it made you think about how you 
are as a supplier has, has it changed anything because Definitely. it has for me it has for both beth my other half beth alderson is an amazing award shout out beth photographer because um, um, obviously yeah, your beautiful bride to be is also a wedding photographer incredible and we our office is now we're so sat, for both of you we're sat next you're, to you're in it aren't you? it's so cute yeah um so and we bounce off each other and that has been really helpful for me of going from being so isolated to being with somebody who so gets your it, advice who's is amazing. to try and marry a yeah, wedding try and marry someone in the same <laughs> that easy and then you'll smash it uh no but it, we've both done it we've both we've both looked at people's works and full galleries and gone god we're better than that and i always thought because you see power images on insta and you get that thing of going oh my god yeah, i'm not as yeah. good as everybody else and then you get full galleries and you go oh that's yeah, work go, that person you go fair play every credit to yeah. you charge you more you're, than you're, me but you're actually, marketing yourself really I, well yeah i feel that like i'm better than yeah. that actually um so that gives you uh, elements of self-confidence which is rare and great um but yeah it, it's made me realize that like your initial contact is key i never put as much emphasis on it than what it deserves i feel that first point of contact is number one in my opinion and how that comes across are as an individual response those people that emailed very particular because they'd read the inquiry and it wasn't a copy and paste and slap it on it was like oh you oh you know the venue that we're getting married at yeah um i've always wanted to the the areas in x y and z which makes them know oh great they've looked at the area they're invested in me yeah so taking that extra two and a half minutes to bespoke your reply, in my opinion, works wonders. And I, the big thing I've seen is digital uh, brochures, having that polished makes such a difference. Such a difference. Right. Maybe it's because I'm a visual person, I don't know. It just looks. It's nice to mm. scroll through. And it's go part on. of that luxury thing. And it's finding yeah. those, obviously, those elements look that people don't, don't do they? as well, isn't it? Finding those... You know, if they just get a normal re email, it's generic with a prize at the bottom. That's a budget kind and of And if you're sending in a nice, personally, you can tell it's yeah, a personal written reply. full of your images. With a really nice tagged on PDF of all your glossy What's and all that difference? stuff. So yeah. You could argue that, oh, that's another, an extra step they've got to take. They've got to open it. They've got to read some of it. But, but it, it does look nice, doesn't if it? If they don't want to read it, they're not they're invested, invested in you. Yeah. Then they will. Yeah, and that's it. You know, I, I instantly, I, I feel I instantly get an indication because I've added um, a mobile number. Now, it's not compulsory to input the mobile number to inquire with me. However, I know if the person's not put their mobile number on, they're not very invested in me because they're kind of like, oh, well, yeah, no, I don't want to give them my mobile number. And it yeah. even says in brackets, uh, the only reason I'm asking for this is sometimes it lands in your junk folder, so I'll drop your WhatsApp to let you know I've replied. So it's letting you know that you're not going to get spammed, uh, you know, every yeah. weekend. Yeah. It's just as a, as a belt and braces situation because I want to reply properly. So if they've not put their mobile number in there, I know they're not invested because yeah. they don't quite trust yeah, me. Yeah, it's the moment. same. Like I, I think most of my fields on my inquiry form are optional in the sense that, like emails compulsory, dates yeah. compulsory. Yeah. Um, but like venue, your number, um, where did you find me? Mm. Give me some more details. They're all optional. Yeah. So you know when you get an inquiry, and it's literally just name, Prices. date. <laughs> yeah. Um, not even that. Just yeah. No. No, yeah. no text. Just yeah. my name, my date. Um, and and that's and that can be it sometimes or the, the venue and yeah. um, and like you say sometimes it's just a how much mm. um, versus the we filled out every section and we've done a paragraph explaining our vibe and our like oh my the God. decor that Dream we're going couple. for and you know that they're into it yeah yeah I mean for me I had one booking recently 
who uh, when they booked we, we we just carried on chatting having a beer and they they just it was just a little throwaway comment uh, from the groom of just going do you know what I really liked because you were dead chatty on Instagram and I really liked it and it was like that's what like you wouldn't think no but that was what they yeah. needed of kind of going oh my god are you mega excited yeah. uh, do you feel like a proper grown up now and uh, and people and some couples would be like what's he talking about do I feel like a grown up that's not my couple so if that doesn't land with you yeah, then yeah, I'm okay yeah. when the ones yeah. go back of going yeah no it's really weird man I don't feel like a, the, and then I go yeah well, this so is cool funny, is it? so like I say some people require different ways don't they yeah um, For them, I suppose you pick that vibe up, won't you? If they're dead chat on Insta and you're chatty back, fair enough. Yeah. But you'd um, think it's just a given, you know, I, I've, the same for me when, when the couples have gone, well, we just liked that we could see that we could see your face on Instagram versus just loads of work. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, but... Something we push you, massively. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, do, yeah, and yeah. It, like, I don't know, I think prior, because that's how I would work yeah. and that's how I would communicate. I'd yeah. be like, well, yeah, of course. Why wouldn't I? You know, like some websites don't have an about page or a picture of the person behind the brand and it's, it just seems a bit alien doesn't it it's yeah impersonal isn't it? and and going back like now seeing it from a groom's perspective mm-hmm. planning my own wedding and now understand it even more because it's like it, now i'm I, I looked at some websites and i couldn't even see the person no and it like really threw me yeah and i was like yeah do you know what and i, I it kind of vindicated myself i was like i am right to show my face i am yeah. right to put stuff on instagram no, definitely because f- from a groom point of view like it proper throws me if I don't know who I'm dealing yeah, with. Yeah, I've done it before. And I can't put a face to the I've name. done exactly the same thing before. I say I've got a wedding coming up and it's a new photographer. I don't know. I'll I'll Google it. It's I'll really go on the website. To find them sometimes. If there's isn't no it? picture of the guy's or girl's face, I'll then go onto Instagram and see what they're posting. Yeah, it might be a brilliant post. I still can't see yeah. who it is. Well, that's, I want to see who it is. That yeah. goes that goes back and it links beautifully with what you were saying before about going. Well, what content can I put out there? For me, every quarter there should be a post of going introducing yourself because you've mm. your new followers that you've had that quarter. Yeah, yeah. You get the yeah. support the of the people life. that you've already had going, yeah, we love it. And, and you get comments going, yeah, the reason we booked you was X, Y, and Z and you're getting recommendations and you're pinning them to the top and everything's working beautifully. But it puts your face on your, on your, yeah. your marketing, which is what you're talking about. It's also an easy post to talk about yourself just then quickly. People going, like to see it as well, don't they? They, absolutely. they like to see behind the curtain and into your personal it life. It tends to be one of those posts that gets really you know, great traction. I get, I get brides and grooms that like turn up on the wedding day and they're like, oh, we saw you at thingy last week and like, did you, you know, I saw you at the yeah. cinema watching yeah, that film. Totally. Like, what do you think? And totally. they, get, they feel like they know you a bit. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I think we could have James back for like a social media masterclass podcast, don't we? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, the 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 answer about a spot there Adam you Adam I know yeah don't, not don't aim that listening. at me Adam no, just I'm, picked a big spot uh, yeah, is that landed in the it landed in the thing I'm gonna what the hell have, leave it, it up <laughs> <laughs> I bet you're gonna fucking oh. edit this out now right? yep um, <laughs> so where were we all sat just for continuity was it? <laughs> I knew as soon as I picked it, I was like, Why am I doing this? Made a paper. Oh, it's bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> we got a bleeder. Do we have to stop filming? We're going to have to stop. Recording because of this. Can we get the medic in, please? <laughs> your answer, the, the way you answered that about the communication, the initial inquir- the initial response to an inquiry yeah. from suppliers as a groom, uh-huh. that's the one, like, it's interesting that you said that because that's the one thing that has made me think differently. Nice. In that every supplier that we spoke to, and I get it, like, someone would take, you know, 48 hours, a few days to reply, and I, I, because I'm guilty of it, I've 
in the past, you know, it takes me days. I'm terrible at replying to emails. It can sometimes take me a couple, two or three days to reply. But I liked being a groom. The suppliers that came back to me within a couple of hours. Yeah. And it was back and forth, back and forth. I liked that. So it made me think, oh, yeah, I need to start communicating better. Mm. Because I know from being on the other side of it now as a groom, we were sitting down for the evening. We're going to wedding plan we're tonight. In it. Yeah. And you're in that mindset. And if they don't then come back to you for a couple of days, you kind of go, oh, they've replied, but I'm not in the mood now. I'll look at it later. I've got an alternative thought to that, though. Go on. And I think I've done this purpose in the past where I haven't replied straight away. I've made you don't them want wait to be too keen. for a day or two because then they might think, oh, it's not got back to us yet. It's not got back to us. I think sometimes they really... Can I say the middle ground of that? Yeah. The middle ground for that, and this again is something I've talked about in the past. My phone, I know a lot of people's phones are lit up constantly with emails and all that kind of stuff. I don't have notifications. I don't have my emails on my phone. I, I have the majority of notifications knocked off my phone and I have a separate business WhatsApp with a separate number on the same phone that couples get and my mates get the other one. So from an email, two, two mates, yeah, one and a half, one and a bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so for me, emails get checked in the morning. They get the then the program gets closed down because I don't want to be editing and stuff pinging in and mm. you know Zara have got a sale or whatever. I want to be in the edit. So I check my emails in the morning, reply to what I've got, and then the the, the app gets closed down Done until till lunchtime. Okay. Then at lunchtime, just before I grab something back to eat, I'll open up my emails, anything there, reply, send, boom, 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 close it again, and then it gets the end of the day. Yeah. Three times. So just before I finish, what's the time just, I'm in the morning, smash out the in, the entire inbox, and then I don't bother. If I get another reply throughout the day, I'm, I tend to go, oh, I'll reply to that later, and it gets to the next morning before well, I Well, that do. might work for you, but for me, that, that, that morning, lunch, and end of the day means that you're still hot enough, but you're not, yeah. like you said, I, I, I feel, I've had it before where I get responses straight away and I'm like, oh, okay, I kind of like it, but I kind of don't, I don't know how I feel about it. But if there's a decent three, four hours, then that feels right for me. Mm. So, and it also stops you being a slave to your phone and yeah, it also yeah. allows you, most importantly, to respond and you're fully in the response. You're not doing it on the fly because you're waiting to pick your kids up at the thing and it's not as the you're not going into as much depth as you would do if you were sat at your computer with the time to be able to do that that structure there you've got which you've talked about before that it's working key. perfectly there it's isn't key it? yeah. and and again the whatsapp has been a game changer that business whatsapp let's let's get on to that quickly before we move on I just yeah, a yeah. quick quick question that you said you touched on it before have zara got a sailor Probably, they always do. And it's in my team, probably. <laughs> I fall back. This, this was one of the things we spoke about a couple of weeks ago um, at the wedding, and uh, it's I started doing it because um, the conversation was about e emails not landing and couples not replying, yeah. and I'm always worried that my emails are going in their junk folders and not getting a reply and stuff. Yeah. So... Um, I started doing the WhatsApp follow-up after nice. our conversation Perfect. and it's it's working. Like I have, I've go. already had a couple of brides come back. There you go. One who, who has bulked, um, but her init my initial reply to her had gone in her junk and so the fact that I WhatsApped her straight away, chased go. her up and went, just, just follow up just to check that you there got you my go. email. Um, and she me was 10%. like, oh yeah, I'm glad you messaged because it's gone in my junk. There you go. I'll send you your check in the post because I've been then there she before, ended up yeah. booking. It, it, but a week later, it's in, oh shit, it's in my junk. Yeah. And I've got a reply. Um, I'm really sorry. And But you've separated your WhatsApp personal yeah. to your couple's stuff, which so, is a good way to just 
you know, mindset wise and keep it all separate and organized. Yeah. So when we went on holiday to Dubai and as Dubai do Dubai does, it's forward thinking. So I, I quickly discovered that for every um, restaurant reservation, there was a WhatsApp button on the website that I could just WhatsApp and go, can we book a table tonight? Two people, 6 p.m. And they have whatever call center or whatever, however they execute it, somebody replying in the proper amount of time mm-hmm. on WhatsApp kind of going, uh, yeah, no problem. Uh, two people, we can't do eight. We can do 8.30. Do you want anything on arrival? A bit of upsell in there and away you go. And I was like, that's really cool. I like yeah. that. Mm. How can I do that? I need that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We're, we're doing that, which they're doing that, which means we're going to be doing it in a, about probably 55 years or whatever the time difference is. <laughs> but we'll eventually be adopting that. How can I adopt that now? And then I've discovered, it's actually Gary Lineker's son, would you believe, is done, uh, a, he's based a business on having a separate mobile number for your mobile. So I've got, there's two numbers that are connected to my phone. Oh, okay. Cost me five or a month, something like that. I don't right, know. I've got it there because I did it based on your recommendation. Who it's was called, it? I can't remember. Uh, your business number. Your business number on Instagram. I'm not affiliated in any way, shape or form. This isn't me getting a kickback. It's just, it came up on a sponsored ad and it works. They so do it through- a few quid a month and you get a separate number that you can then re- use on your existing phone. Yeah. So if you ring that number- It's that not phone a SIM ring. card then. It's no, just, no, no. It's yeah, just yeah. a number that's attached to your, or, or your existing number and it routes through. Excellent. Five, six quid a month. What that then does is it allows you to download business WhatsApp. So you've already got WhatsApp on your phone now. Yeah. Business WhatsApp, you then link with that new number. I didn't know there's a business WhatsApp. Yes. Yeah, but you have to have- your number linked. So if you put your existing number on your business WhatsApp, you can't use personal WhatsApp anymore. So you do need two separate numbers to operate ah, both. So that's makes sense from the starting point, get a separate business WhatsApp yeah. and use the other number for it. There you go. Okay, go so on. when I get an inquiry now, I'm asking for the mobile number. The reason I'm asking for the mobile number, I've told them that you'll get a WhatsApp. To your WhatsApp business. So what I then do is I then save the number into my phone. Um, I always put some brief details, date and venue. I then send the response to the inquiry and I drop them a quick WhatsApp. Hey, Howard, just a quick one. Uh, thank you so much for your inquiry. It's James Jebson, photographer. Um, just to let you know, I've just responded now. It may land in your junk folder. It sometimes does that with Gmail accounts, Hotmail accounts, whatever ha- account that they've done because yeah. I'm bespoking the response to them. Um, let me know if there's anything I can help with. It'd be really good to have a chat. And then the amount of times where the inquiry has then gone into WhatsApp the conversation has then ensued of going, oh my God, great to hear from you. We've just looked through your brochure. It looks amazing. Uh, but you carry it on yeah. WhatsApp, aren't yeah. you? Yeah, so forget it's email. It's more of an informal way of communication, isn't it? And uh, the informal. amount of bookings that I've got, like you just said, we talked about it a matter of weeks ago yeah. and you managed yeah, yeah. to rescue a booking that would have landed in the junk. They've gone, he's not about, even responded. Yeah. They've then met up another person, booked them and then found your response. And but you've so That's my eternal worry is that I reply to everything. Mm. I know I do. So my worry is that if they don't get a response from me, it's probably gone in the junk or it's not landed what, for whatever reason. And I just hate to think that couples are going, well, he's shit because he didn't reply. Well, this is brilliant practice, this, by the way. It, it, this is it leads to everything of having multiple businesses that without it, my phone, had, I would do this and then I'd get to my phone and it had pinged however many times. But I now know that um, when my business WhatsApp goes across, 
it's important and I can respond yeah. to it. And it's organised. Like, and it's organised. it's lost in the sea of your messages and your group, your group chats with your mates. Yeah. And I, I yeah. hate WhatsApp because as soon as you open the app, the notifications ding, disappear. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. So the notifications on the app on your home screen disappear when yeah. you open it so that I lose... So when you open your WhatsApp app, app yes. will it then give you the option of which one you want to go No, no. no two, two separate, separate apps. apps. Oh, two separate apps. Two separate, the, two separate <coughs> uh, icons on your phone. So I, I don't have notifications on my personal WhatsApp. I check that when I want to, because again, it will be going off with all yeah. the group chats and all that kind of stuff. So I don't get notifications with my personal WhatsApp. When I want to check it, I'll check it. With my business WhatsApp, that's the only thing that has notifications because it's Got hot it. yeah, and yeah, I want yeah, to get on it. it. Email is more formal, yeah. can take a long response. WhatsApp, boom. Yeah. It's all, isn't it? But... It's been a game changer, genuinely. And I know that gets used a lot, game changing, but it is because the amount of couples that default and something I've only just started doing at the later part of this year is that with some couples that have been more communicative that are in, in it and want to chat and all that kind of stuff, I've set up uh, a business, uh, uh, sorry, within the business WhatsApp, I've set up a uh, group chat with both members, the groom and the bride or the bride and the bride or the groom and the yeah. groom. Hi guys, so this is the night before, enjoy it, I'll be with you at whatever time we've agreed, 10am, enjoy your final night, cannot wait for tomorrow, it's going to be epic. Boom. The amount of times I've turned up and the bridesmaids have gone, oh my god, we saw that message you sent last night, that's really cute, that. and I've gone, <laughs> you, I've not even put my camera back down yet and people like me, Yeah. I'm yeah. on a winner. Yeah. So, you know, and it's separate. These are great little sections and for this, the video, aren't they? You know, like, <laughs> Did you get that? Did you, do you want me to go again? <laughs> so it's a great opportunity, I can't remember what I said. But people, like today's generation live on the phones are constantly in yeah, whatsapps and dms it's just the way people communicate now and it's great that you can get build that relationship with the couple send them gifts and emojis yeah, and exactly informal that. stuff that you can do on whatsapp and my couples do that so again it goes back to Depends something who you want to attract obviously and that's the point so finding the couples that are right for you these are the couples that are right for me mm. like uh, uh, the couples, some couples might not like that and yeah. might not want to give their number. But you've got and a couple you've been totally cool. with on WhatsApp and he's sending gifs and emojis and stuff. It's like, yeah, that's you're on me, my way the kind of couple yeah. I want because I want yeah. that relationship yeah. with them. And you get a WhatsApp ping in and they go, oh my God, we're just at a wedding. We've just been watching the photographer going, thank God we had Jebson. And you're like, oh, go on. And, like, <laughs> and you're bantering. Brilliant. And then it cements that, again, going back from my business model of recommendations, me mate gets engaged you've got to have Jebson here's his number drop him a whatsapp he's oh my god we've had such a so the, yeah, yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean yeah. it, it, that for me holds more credence for my couples than uh, you know the selfies that I used to do and the stuff mm. that I used to do um, maybe it'll change again in three so years this, time this is like for me this is the pr one practice that I'm going to be doing for next year as like you know whilst I'm quiet is I looking into this I'm definitely whatsapp in this. The, your Literally. business number so yeah I think it's a great tip get control of your phone again if you're not doing it yeah get, getting control is so key because when you're being reactive to inquiries coming in and, and stuff that and people chasing out and da 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 you're not yeah, you're, you're not optimum. Stuff, you? yeah, yeah, you're not. I optimum. think we could have James on a workshop you know teaching this stuff on a little presentation yeah I think definitely be, this, I mean that that list, that last bit of chat about the WhatsApp, that's blown my mind. That that's yeah, yeah. brilliant. But it, it, but it's new to me, and I mean, this is my game. Isn't well, it? it's, it's brilliant. It's just about being aware of stuff. I'm, I'm the type of idiot that when he sits in a restaurant, I go, "This is beautiful," and then I go, 
wonder how much money they're making. What are the overheads? Have they got staff? They've got that. Yeah. Yeah. What does their install look like? And I'm, I, I don't know why. That's just how no, my I brain operates saying, yeah. from a from an entrepreneurial perspective. I'm kind of going, God, I wonder what the rent on this place is. But it'd probably be worth it, actually. Cause the, and weird. <laughs> but I then go, well, what works for me? And that was an obvious one of being in Dubai. And and, and on the website now, there's there's even links straight to WhatsApp. So if they're scrolling... They can hit the WhatsApp and it sends straight through to opening their WhatsApp to mm. then WhatsApp me. So they can inquire through WhatsApp now. Just make it as easy as possible for your client, isn't it? To, to, to communicate with you. I mean, they always talk about three clicks for me. I don't know. If I can do it one click, brilliant. So there was a point in your career where you decided, I want to have a little side hustle, do something else. And that's been in, in the commercial sector yeah. for you, hasn't it? Yeah. I'm wondering what made you want to do that and how how did that work? And how did you get start getting your first com- commercial gigs? It's a great story, though. Well, because this is something that people might want to look at for next year if it's if it's quiet. People and, might if it's choir and weddings. I want to start getting a bit of commercial work, and you've done it perfectly. You know, I've watched your transition, and it's been amazing, and really good commercial work as well. Thank you. Um, so, how's how did it happen for you? It's a great. My the first commercial gig is a cool story, and I told the story a lot, but. Um, a pal of mine worked for um, a magazine and his wife was heavily pregnant and um, he was basically being told that he shouldn't attend the job that he had to attend for this magazine and he bailed me up and he was like mate I know it's not your bag but can you do this job for me it's in a paparazzi pen I know it and I was like instantly like mate this isn't for me but I felt harsh on the fact that I knew that he was in a bit of a sticky spot uh, with what was going on with him personally. So I was like, listen, one off, I'll, I'll do this thing. So it was actually for the UNICEF gala at Old Trafford. Um, and I arrived completely out of my depth of walking in this pen with all these old boys and everybody's, it felt like everybody's turned around to look to kind of go, who's this kid? Yeah. Uh, and you didn't have a 72. And I didn't have a step ladder. They've all getting step ladders out. They're all shouting, all that kind of. And I'm like learning as I'm going because they're all going, hey, oh, hey, over here, Peter Andre, whatever. They walk up to the red carpet in front of the UNICEF. We get 10 seconds, ding, 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 ding. Mm-hmm. And then they go inside. That was it. I was stood in a particular spot, got moved because Jeff, who's been doing the job 110 years, that's Jeff's spot. You don't stand in Jeff's spot, all that kind of right. energy. Yeah. I'm going, I'm texting me, mate, going, you owe me one for this. This is awful. Peeing down the <laughs> Anyway, I then spotted um, uh, a member of staff with a Man United coat and a clipboard. And she's come over and she's gone, right, I just need to know uh, what publications we're representing. Okay, yeah, we're here from whatever, Hound, Horse and Hound and whatever it was. Um, and as she's come to me, I've explained who I'm there for. And I've gone, listen, if you've got a card, um, I can send you some images over uh, and see if you can use them. And they've all gone, <laughs> Um, and she's gone, oh, right, yeah, no, that'd be great. And she passed me a card, Katie Newton. She passed me a business card. And they're all sniggering and all that kind of stuff. Gone back to the car, I've got my laptop out, I've dumped the images, I've done a really quick edit, I've used my uh, my hotspot to put them on, at that point, a Dropbox, as she's packing away the barriers that, and everybody's gone, but she's packing away the barriers with the team and all that kind of stuff. I walk back over, really sorry to sorry, Katie, just to let you know, I've just emailed you the Dropbox link from the images from tonight. And she's gone... Right, give me your details. Give me, I need your card. What, and mm. She hadn't even looked at the images at that point. Six months later, I'm then photographing first team plays for Man United, which then triggered, obviously, a massive thing in my commercial thing because I've got this credence of working for Manchester United at that point, which was... Yeah, it's a platform. Yeah, exactly that. Shooting one matter and all those kind of guys. Mm. 
coincidentally, photographed Katie Newton's wedding this year in Manchester. So good. So it goes back to relationships and well, all the stuff I'm is sure that you your, about. That your wedding experience that's made you approach her and go, oh, I'll send you some images. Do you want that? And Exactly the same. So the stuff we just talked about of going, the suppliers you want to work with, of course I want to work with Man United two years into my career. Mm. So it's the same principle yeah. of just because it's Man United doesn't mean they don't want right. free images that makes their life really easy. So she can now go inside and post professional images straight away. Straight away. And, and get it all over at the time, Twitter and all that kind of stuff. I then get to share it of going, hey, that, you know, sometimes yeah. they tagged me, sometimes they didn't. It got then to a point where I did a job and I helped her a little bit because, again, I do that a little bit on wedding days, as you guys know. And like, and I'm carrying uh, a, a set of balls and we made a joke about me and my ball bag, but it went onto the Man United <laughs> Foundation Twitter, which yeah. then got shared. So it's then building the rapport and the relationship to the point where they ended up getting internal photographers for those jobs. So I didn't, I got them a little bit less. However, Katie then got in contact and went, oh my God, I've been waiting for this day where I can call you. I'm getting married. Mate, that's amazing. Listen, when are you available? Yeah, What's going perfect. on? All that kind of stuff. So but those are those guys that sniggered at you. They're still because sitting they, in the pen doing the thing, which yeah, is fine. And, and you know. But they, they, because you've got that wedding experience and you've been able to use that in this other area, it's led it made you approach her and ask for a card and, whereas and they you always do you you were just doing you and you weren't bothered about what them other guys were no, thinking and that's them. really important but it also comes back to for me and we've talked about it before I don't hold credence on how many years somebody's been in the industry or what you know I've been doing this job 15 years that doesn't interest me because some of the best and innovative suppliers or photographers may have only been in the job two years mm -hmm. Excuse me. There you go. Keep that in. Um, so <laughs> it but, all goes in. Oh, Carry perfect. On. So yeah. the the most innovative um, photographers or suppliers may have only been in the industry for two years, but they're going in it with a beautiful naivety. Mm. Whereas naivety kind of turns into innovation because you go, "Well, why can't I do that?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, uh, one of the and someone will say something you can't really oh, do that. They go, "Oh, I didn't." Well, yeah. It, why? One of the first wedding fairs, one of the very first wedding fairs I did, it was for a great venue. And I was like, we'll get together. I can put my camera on a tripod and do a self-timer. We can all get a big group photo. And everyone went, what? I went, yeah, let's do a big... And everyone reluctantly kind of did it. And it worked. If I'd have been in the industry for longer, I'd have gone, you don't do that kind of stuff. Yeah. But like, <laughs> I, I, remember. I, well, I can get one photo and tag in 20 suppliers that yeah, are all yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Fucking brilliant. Yeah, I did one of my first weddings and it was with The Rush. The band, best band ever, um, who were brilliant. And um, Gav, the frontman, uh, it was about half nine at night, and they were on a break. They'd done their first set, and I'm, I was walking through the room, and Gav spotted me. and went, "You still here?" And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> he's like, "Tell you on you keen." <laughs> and he's like, oh, "Yeah, you can tell he's young to the game. He's still here." And him and the other bandmate were like, "Yeah, okay, give it a couple of years." <laughs> well, and I was like. Yeah, but why wouldn't I be here? This is great. I'm having a great time. I'm capturing loads of good stuff. I'm there waiting for your second set. I want more stuff. There it is. But that and obviously beautiful na naivety. And that's it. And now, yeah. now I'm gone. And naivety <laughs> turns into innovation. It really does. Like that. It it, it naturally it comes hand in hand in in my eyes because if you're so caught with the blinkers on, you're rarely going to innovate because it's like, well, this is how it's done, and I yeah, have to do this. Yeah. Whereas if you're naive and go, well, let's do that, and then that innovates. It, it sounds really cheesy. Yeah. I think yeah. for commercial stuff or getting into work outside of weddings, 
just lean into what it is that you do at a wedding and do some like for me and you it's dead easy because we can apply photo and video to anything yeah and i would approach any videos that i've done for other stuff than weddings i'm still bringing in how i shoot a wedding mm. it's the same sort of style i'm still trying to do like a storytelling element to yeah. it, even if it's a you know video for a property that yeah we've done. yeah i'm still yeah. trying to look at things like composition definitely. and light because it's just what i know and it's it's my wedding and background definitely. so if you're going to do commercial why not do something related and lean into I've, I've been to a point where I, I couldn't do... In fact, there was a job for Man United where a, a wedding photography pal, who I knew was a Man United fan, and I said, I've got this great gig, and he's like, oh, don't do commercial. I'm like, well, you do, because you, you do documentary lifestyle stuff during the drinks reception. You do product shots during the, you know, getting the stationery or the elements of the room. You know, you get styled model elements when you're doing the couple shoot. You, you're doing commercial stuff now. It's just not yeah. called commercial stuff. What do you mean? You do, you, what do you mean you not? You don't do it. You're doing it every week, and I know you're really yeah. good at it. Yeah. And I'm happy to recommend you to this mega client. No, 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 not for me. Not for me. It's quite easy to go. No, nah, that's play. not what I do. Yeah, but it's fair play it's, if they don't want to. But totally. But you you could be missing out on opportunities there. Do it. Do it on the right basis though. Don't do it on the basis that I don't do that when you fucking clearly do mm-hmm. um so it's about not fearing it as well because like you said you just you're executing what you do on wedding days for a commercial client it's yeah, that simple it's, it's not, it is like it's a bit of a getting through that fear barrier because you're like oh, yeah not sure. it's as not, with anything like, though it's not my comfort zone but but you're leveling up then. but it kind of is because once you yeah. start doing it you can do what you don't normally do it's just a different environment you learn something new and then it can lead to x y and z but i say to my kids constantly that fear has to be absorbed as a positive thing it means you're leveling up mm. if you go through your life without fear it sounds like a fucking boring terrible life to me so the moment you feel a little bit of fear that should bring positive connotations in your brain of going oh, that means something good's happening yeah that means something that i've never done before is going to be done this, this and this could, is exciting this and i'm leveling big. myself yeah. up mm. that it should be a positive connotation it's the fear of being punched is more painful than the punch itself it really is. The thought of it is worse yeah. every single time. So, yeah. But I as digress. far as getting out where then, just maybe we should just have a quick one. So that was a brilliant, you got the opportunity to take to, to, to move into that guy's position and take them shots and look what's come of it. Yeah, but touching Average on that. person wedding, what would you recommend for anybody? To, right, I want to start getting some commercial work now. What's their direction? Well, that's literally what I was going to say, because one thing I would say, and I know Johnny touched on it as well, is that there is an opportunity at every wedding. So yeah. one of the biggest projects I ever got, which was 21 days on location, um, came from a 50th birthday party that I wouldn't normally shoot a 50th birthday party, but the person was dead nice and it was local. It was just in Lytham. And it was like, can you just do two, three hours? It's in a couple of weeks time. Mm-hmm. I knew I wasn't going to get a book in for anything else because it was a Saturday night or whatever. And I did it. And thank God I did it because it was one of the highest paid projects that I got off the back of it because he was CEO of a, of a PLC. I didn't know at the time. But because of the level of, what I did on the day, again, really focusing on what you do rather than getting the selfie with them and all yeah. that kind of stuff. I just really focused on doing the best job possible, delivered it as best I could do. And at the, only at the point when I went round and personally delivered the stuff because they lived in Lytham, and I went, oh, here's your, at the time, DVD. Um, and and they put the DVD on and the slideshow kicked in and they were sat there going, and I and they made they were like, have a drink with us. And it, I'd never sit with couples or anything like that because of the creative in me gets a little bit nervous. But they were sat there going, this is amazing. Listen, I, I need to talk to you about some, uh, you do commercial work, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
need to talk to you about a project. Mm. And the project was 21 days on location. So it was a five-figure project and I was it was a month of shooting, which yeah, was amazing. just sensational. It does work because I, I speak, you know, especially when they see us with a camera on a yeah. wedding day, there'll be a, a guest who, you know, is always switched on. Yeah. That might be like, oh. Uh, it's just a bit of video stuff. I, I actually need a I need a videographer or something. I, There's an I, opportunity, work, like you say. Because you never know what every, people, every you know, their um, jobs it, are. It's the nature lives. of it. Yeah, and the nature of the weddings that we're shooting are predominantly because the what we I class as higher end weddings. weddings yeah. yeah, you've got a lot of people like CEOs and and, and directors clients, nice and good clients. Yeah, it's something that I've not done yet, but I was literally talking about this this week. This is another good tip that might work. Um, I was. I was getting a tattoo done actually recently in Harvey Next of all places and the guy who was tattooing me was really switched on in the fact that he had QR codes on the pillars so there was a lot of people kind of sniffing around a little bit and he was like if you just hit that QR code on the wall there it'll take you through to what we offer at Harvey Next and all that kind of stuff a great thing mm. dead soft but he's getting people in there they're mm. following the Insta and all that kind of stuff instantly like we talked about how my brain works how can I do that what can I do I keep getting asked for business cards I, I, I mean it's the first thing you do when you set up business you get a million business cards don't you because you got I've made it um, <laughs> but never use them and the amount of time so I'm like right well I need to get my QR code for either my Instagram probably my Instagram and I'm either going to get it put on the back of my phone as a sticker underneath the thing and then they can go yeah just scan that QR code and takes you straight through to the instead of going it's Jebson no no it's JB it gives you phone it's a bit shit isn't it it's going scan that QR code okay no that's cool oh my god I'm on your Insta follow so that's something I'm going to be doing from a networking perspective Uh, do you do that I think that's in the course isn't it as well well, I I got it from you having a I printed out a QR sticker label yeah you put put it on the back and so I just scan that and they go through to my website I remember something cool that you did I had it on my old phone and to do on this one. I remember that app that you used to have where you'd put your business card. I'd sh- I'd, I'll never get in the magic circle. <laughs> you'd put your business card on the phone and the app, and it'd have a picture of your business card, and you'd be able to move it like that, and you'd go and pull it out, and the business yeah, card would be yeah, like, oh, I used to love all that kind of stuff. I used to all sorts of naff things back <laughs> so in the day. Cool. I love that. If it gets a reaction out of someone, yeah, and it's going to make them remember me, then or are they going to remember yeah. going, well, it's how it, no, H O. Because your phone, yeah, like, yeah, you don't cool. want that. You want it smooth, and then it sets the precedent. Tattoo your QR code on you. 100%. So, so I think going back from this, the opportunities are at the venues. If somebody wants to get a bit of extra work and they're looking for some commercial stuff, the opportunities are within the wedding industry and certainly on the weddings. I mean, I, I hired two wedding filmmakers and a, one guy was a bass player and a videographer, Dan. They did some commercial work for me with yeah, one, one really of the businesses. Yeah, yeah. Was, Sorry, yeah, yeah, that was three and a half, four grand worth of work. Yeah, so there's, you're in that, you're in the perfect realm for it, aren't you? Really, Definitely. but you've also you can even approach venue dressers, suppliers, venues. Oh, I'm just you know, also do commercial work if you're if you're interested. And sometimes any. I've been, I don't push for it too much myself, but I've been asked by because I'm friends with so many suppliers and they know me and they can know I what I can do. Can I get a promo video? They just yeah. go. Oh, actually, I'm. I want this doing. I want the promo video doing, or I want something for my other business. Can you help? And it's just saying yes to those opportunities. When you come well, out. well, an instant in, you know, f- that I've used previously is um, every venue, obviously, that doesn't have outside caterers does food, and we get 
brought some food and you've got your camera kit next take to you. Take photos of the food. So yeah. take really spicy shots really of the good food. Shots of the yeah, food, yeah, and go and send it and and have a chat with the wedding coordinator and go, I know it might not be your remit, but I've got a couple of images. Do you want me to airdrop them over and all that kind of stuff? And again, it, it builds that rapport. You're making their life easy. You, you're getting on their socials. Can you just make sure you tag us? I don't want anything for yeah. it. Just do, look, the That's, food's great, by the way. The key Loads is doing it there and then. Because yeah. if you get home and you down you back up your stuff and tomorrow and you yeah. just the longer you delay it the less Super likely you easy. are to do it i remember sarah um at heat and house farm i don't know if this is the case now but i remember sarah back when i started when i did uh, johnny draper's course which was a game changer for me um i remember sarah is something that really and i hope she doesn't mind me quoting her but i remember her saying that anybody that asks to be recommended never gets recommended you kind of have to earn it and it's kind of a similar precedent in the mm. fact that on, on the social media accounts where people are spamming and all that kind of stuff, it just leaves a bit of a sour taste. So it's about just adopting it correctly, uh, in yeah. my opinion. I don't I know if that's relevant right. or not, but... It... Just just to wrap up, um, yes. we, we had a question from our last guest to be left for... Oh, nice. That's for a cool today, thing. Which is you. Um, and we'll ask you to do the same if that's all right. Mm. Leave, leave on for our next guest. Um, but this is quite apt because um, Mrs. Bunn, who we had on um, last week, content creator... Um, she said, um, do you have any tips on how to manage a work-life balance? Because she's relatively new and she's held for leather. Uh Um, And she's discovered this year, I think in that conversation we had, she was like, yeah, I've I've kind of, I I don't know if I can sustain that. I need to get a better balance, which is something that at the start you don't have. Yeah. And you try and learn as you go. Yeah, definitely. Um, Do you you have any tips for... Well, we've already touched on one for a start. If you're too busy, you're not charging enough. Uh, so the first port of call is putting five hundred pounds on on the price tag. You know you're going to go quieter, but if you do half as many weddings, because it, inf- it you're earning that balance, the same, doesn't it? Yeah, you're doing the same. You, you, you're earning the same, but you're doing half the amount of work instantly if you're charging five hundred quid and you put another five hundred. And even just you talking about going from working till three a.m. every night to then yeah. to changing that and, and organizing your two WhatsApps on mm. your phone and just clawing your life back a little bit. Yeah, you know, the notifications and, and being structured with responses is key. Um, customer expectations. Early on in our careers, particularly, we can promise the world because we want that gig. Yeah, do you want a, a thousand images the following morning? Not a problem. Yeah, what, what forgot to do? Yeah, you want me to give you a sneak peek while you're having your meal? I'm on it. You can do that, maybe, but the reality of sustaining that isn't key. So managing expectations from a client perspective, my first port of call is is putting 500 quid on whatever you're charging. That will instantly drop the amount of work that you're doing, but it won't drop your income. Um, and, And from there, turning your notifications off on your phone, be back in control, check your apps when you want to check it. If you're being responsive, it's not working. Um, all the stuff we've talked about really yeah, throughout the podcast cover it, it covers I think, everything I think you're good because your communication with your couples and whether it's because you WhatsApp them um, is you know so much more than maybe some suppliers who just book it in email you a month before turn up on the day like being communicative with them it helps manage those expectations it helps them understand the process from you and they and then they just know right well he, he replies to us at these times and yeah. he's, he's outlined how it'll work and when we'll get the pictures yeah. so and it kind of and it goes against what you said before Stops like you some pestering doesn't it? I, mean, I mean it goes against what you said before in the fact of like when you were saying when you were sat with your other half in the evening and you're doing wedding planning and you're in it at that point and then if i'm not responding till the following morning then it goes against what you were saying but also 
I just feel there's a balance because if you set the precedent that you respond straight away, then, well, Adam always responds straight yeah, away. Why yeah. have you not responded straight away? Well, I'm shooting a wedding. I can't, like, yeah, but you've always responded straight yeah. away. So instantly the expectation's there and you're there then. So if but if you go the other way, then it's easy to exceed the expectations, which is what we should all be aiming for. It's funny that people talk about balance. Oh, I need to get balance back. And I always think, compared to what? What? Well, this is a balance takes many forms. Like well, you, you could you, say that the work-life balance is you work these hours and then you're dedicating the rest of family time and social life and stuff. Well, that's not for everyone. Like some, like I love working. So for me, a balance is being able to work the hours I want to work. I think sometimes people, when they get in this blinkered world and they're busy with all the wedding stuff, sometimes you've got to stick yourself out of it and think, well, what else would I be doing? Would I be working a job six days a week to earn probably not as much as what I'm earning now? I've, I've got the control of everything because it's my own business. I do what I want. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just, oh, actually, it's actually pretty good. And it's amazing. I don't know if there's if there, if, if such a thing as work-life balance. I think if you're happy doing what you're doing and you can still fit things in you want to do, then you've, you've, you've made it. I agree you with know. that, but I, I do think um, that we, um, we value, sometimes we value the wrong things. You said it beautifully before, before we started filming where I, I was talking about somebody and I was like, um, saying about their choices and I said and he's really happy and you said well he's absolutely nailed it then hasn't he and that really resonated with me genuinely because yeah, it is there's millionaires that are stressed as hell and they're not and really happy it. in their life and you've got people that are just ticking along and love life and they're happy you know and that's what I mean so from a value system you know and I know like Gary Vee and people have kind of shifted what they're talking about with, with what, what your value system should be all the time to, yeah and to, sleep and all that kind of stuff to go in well be happy. yeah so and, it, and and again it goes back to finding your why is your why you want the Ferrari in the castle and I'm all for that and then go for that or do you want to be spending as much time with your kids and it's all stuff I've talked about repeatedly of, of finding your, your, your why and your value system but I feel that we value things I hate the question how many have you got this year I fucking hate that question. It's a ridiculous question. There's, There's no question context the industry, to it. And I know it's an opener for when you meet and say, how many have you got this year? Fucking no context to it though, is It's there? a bizarre question, and but it, people value it. Have you got 50? Oh my God, I've got, yeah, well, but I've if got I said, 60. If I said to you, I've fuck. got six for next year, you'd go, ooh, ooh, he's, yeah. he's struggling. But yeah. for all you know, they're 20 grand each. Do you think you're 12 and a half grand photographer down in London's when she goes I'm doing six of these you got six in yeah but is I'm in the fucking same yeah. as you are and you're doing 40 or whatever I don't know <laughs> like do you know what I mean everybody's yeah. different so it's the wrong question yeah. Isn't it? yeah and it is the wrong question we valued the wrong thing so it, it, it goes back to I could churn on about this for hours it goes on about how many followers you've got how many likes I was talking to an incredible photographer he's a really good mate of mine we go out personally socially and we were talking about our uh, accounts, our social accounts, and I was saying, mate, you get, you know, consistently probably twice as many likes on your post than what I do. And he's like, yeah, but it's other photographers. So it doesn't help me from a business perspective. It's, it's other photographers because I've opened my network to a lot of photographers mm-hmm. because I've done like how-to videos and all that kind of stuff. So it looks like I'm then looking at him going, oh my God, he's absolutely killing it. But I'm getting less likes that are higher quality likes because yeah, it's couples yeah, yeah. and it's this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it. it's all that kind of stuff of what your value system is within that. Oh my yeah. God, well, you got 400 likes, only got 200. Like, yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. Like the value system is, do you enjoy what you do? Is it a bane in the morning getting your camera bag on your shoulder and going to a wedding? Because for me, I fucking love it. Well, this is, this is what I'm like, the stereotypical view of a work-life balance. For me, my work-life is my balance. Like, I love doing mm. it. And I'd happily, like, 
to the point where sometimes a social commitment or a family thing is like, oh, I've got to do that. I'd rather be working. <laughs> but that's the basis of a creative, so by the way. that's the opposite of yeah. a, what you'd expect of a work-life balance. But that work, I, that if I could work Christmas all the hours I want to No, I'd rather do a gig. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. And I love family time, but I just also love, love what I do. So See, I've gone full circle I'd with that. I'd feel more balanced if I could work those extra couple hours and, and know that I've got that time to myself and work the, work the hours I want to work and then do the social time I want to do. Mm. That's my balance. See, I, I've gone Probably full circle. Uh, yeah, and, and it definitely changes in different chapters of your life. And I touched on it before with the kids and the age that they're at. But previously... I was maybe in a relationship I wasn't mega happy in at the time I thought I was, but I probably wasn't. That's why I was driving and working till 3am and kind of that was my creative escape. I'd found an occupation that I loved doing, so that drove me even more. But then your life changes a little bit and I yeah. fucking want to race home and be with my kids and play Barbie with my daughter and hang out with my wife-to-be because she's fucking ace. And I'm not saying that it's right or wrong to want to work more, or but for me right now and you know my kids will get to a point where I don't want to hang around with them because they stink and the teenagers and I go do you know what? I'm going to work a little bit more actually because hmm. <laughs> but right now they're at a golden era and I fucking yeah. love it so enjoy, enjoy the yeah, time and that's it and then that'll change in a few years time so it, it, for me everybody's value system is different but please value the right things followers likes you know, looking at my social media clients, we had somebody who's the video organically hit about one and a half million views. Amazing. Next day, life goes on because it doesn't change anything. Like, you're not instantly going to be successful because you get over a million, two million views on a video or a reel or a TikTok. It doesn't work. It doesn't work like that. So don't value that as a high point. You know, whether it's Alan Law, I went on his um training course a few years ago mm. alan law did a great thing which again i've talked about repeatedly but alan law his currency is time so he does x amount of weddings for x amount of money which gives him an, a total for the year but more importantly he say he does 30 weddings a year he knows that he's working 90 days of the year in total for everything and then the rest of the nine months he's got with his family because that's what he values the most at this moment in time so his currency is time and that's absolutely a valuable thing like I said before, it might be the Ferrari in the castle. And that's a viable thing too. It's just identifying what it is and then driving towards that value system. Cool. But that's a really long answer yeah. for how do I keep my <laughs> well, emails that, right? That, that, <laughs> that's, that's, really good. Team, is it? I think it's a good finish. Go well. with it. It's brilliant. Because it's, yeah. Um, another thing that we ask everyone at the mm -hmm. end um, is Eight and a half your, inches. Most, what? your most embarrassing, outrageous, hilarious wedding story that you might have. It was with Howie. Could, it was, thing that sticks in it was with Howard and I was uh, Amy Briggs Another see one. I remember all my couples oh, but, uh, but don't tell me don't tell me Amy Briggs Barrow yeah keep going Barrow I've never house. shot there since actually. Abbey House Abbey House uh, a great singer from what I remember great singer great vocals Amy Briggs can't remember the story though oh right well you will my do in a moment my sister-in-law called Amy Briggs it's not it's different, sister, different, yeah, it's different, 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 Amy. Again, still, uh, uh, I haven't spoken to her actually in a while, but we occasionally uh, see each other on social and all that kind of stuff. But Amy Briggs, so in the morning, she had a lot of bridesmaids. I think she had about eight, maybe nine bridesmaids. It is the same person. You're leading a double life. What's oh going my on? God, <laughs> I'll send you the gallery. Um, but Amy Briggs, in the morning, I'm doing prep. Um, I wear tight pants, as you may have seen today. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, and I put, and I, it was during a stage of my career 
Well, for some reason, I did a like a headshot of every bridesmaid. I have no idea why I did it, but that's what I used to do. Um, and I s- stepped up on a wall to get a nice height on these bridesmaids. And as I put one foot up, my trousers split right down the seam. And I mean, right the way down. Mm. And it was during preparation. Yeah. So that was wearing underpants. Yeah. So I went, I, I was wearing underwear, oh, which is very rare for me, but I was on that occasion. <laughs> and I walked back, I was like, how do I handle this? So I walked back in and I owned it. And I went, guys, I had a slight problem turn around where's the sewing kit where's the sewing kit bridesmaids it's hilarious people are getting selfies next to my house all that kind of stuff but that wasn't <laughs> the most embarrassing bit the most embarrassing bit was then i've we've done the ceremony in a church and i'm kind of like oh my god i'm going to hell but i then got back to uh the wedding venue where the reception was i've gone howard my fucking pants have split dude he's like don't worry i've got gaffer tape We'll sort it out. Me and Howard went to the gents' toilets. and we Gaffer got, taped him up. We got my pants off, so I'm stood at the sink, just in my boxes, with my pants on the side, as Howard has pulled out a big roll of gaffer tape. This man, guest, has walked in and gone, and we're like, all right? What a scene. And he just went, you're right. I went, my pants are split like straight away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my pants are split. We're trying it's to just my pants, yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't the pants playing. It was the fact that me and the fact that he had got... his pants down. I'm in the toilet with him with a roll of gaffer tape. <laughs> yeah, going. <laughs> that was the most embarrassing point. That is where we're going to end it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> was there anything else you wanted to add no. or ask? Or... No. no. Brilliant. I don't think we need any more than that. James Jefferson, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you for asking. Appreciate you. Love you. Absolutely love you. It's been brilliant. Um, Yeah. See you. See you soon. Bye. Cheers, mate. So thanks so much for listening. We really hope that you found this episode insightful, inspirational. And if you did enjoy that, then please consider subscribing to us wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, Spotify. We're Think Wedding Business. We're also on YouTube and Instagram. So if you want to watch us, you can go over to YouTube and find us at Think Wedding Business and the same over on Instagram to keep up with all of our future episodes. We'd really love you to subscribe and join us on this journey. And if you do like this content, please consider giving us a five-star review. It just helps us get seen and helps spread the word. So thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.